you know, there's all kinds of scenes that I respond to in movies. I respond to music sequences. Uh, I respond to big comedy sequences. It was like uh, they galvanized the, the entire theater. Everybody uh, woke up. Everybody got connected. And, you know, and I would go see a, a, a film that had a, a, a sequence like that. I would see it two or three times at the theaters just to see that sequence. And then just to have that experience uh, uh, with an audience. Welcome to Making Tarantino, the podcast. I'm your host, Philip Duke, and I'm here with his cousin, Chef. And on this podcast, we watch and discuss a list of movies that Quentin Tarantino recommends and likes and all that stuff, see if they've influenced his work, but also just to watch them, see what's what's up with these movies. Yep. So regarding Cry of the Wild from last uh, week, uh-huh. we had a guy on Twitter, White Line Fever, wrote thanks for the memory trip dad took us to see this when it was first released cheers so that was cool Mm -hmm. i like that and now here's a weird one you and i call them cosmic coincidences Mm -hmm. get to it so remember last week john on twitter said that he liked warner herzog documentaries better than you know this documentary wasn't that good yeah um cry of the wild well, a weird thing happened to me. <laughs> so I'm listening to a podcast called Asian Cinema Film Club. Their bonus episode is now World Cinema, World Film Club, World Cinema Film Club, blah, blah, number one. And they did Aguirre, however you want to say it, A-G-U-I-R-R-E, Aguirre, The Wrath of God, Aguirre, The Wrath of God. So this is a movie directed by Werner Herzog. It's got Klaus Kinski in it. Nice. Our guy, our new favorite guy. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about this movie and the director, and I'm thinking about how back in the day I used to get him confused with another director who did direct-to-video movies like Far Cry. Remember Far Cry movie came out? Mm-hmm. And Blood Rain Part 2, Deliverance. Like I never <laughs> saw, but I was like, oh, he did these kind of movies. So I couldn't think of his name. But after listening to some of Asian Cinema Film Club, and then I was like, well, I want to watch this movie, so I'm not going to finish listening to this. I want to watch this Wrath of God. So I turned it off. So I go to the next podcast in the line of podcasts on my iPhone, right? Mm -hmm. Very next one is The Movies That Made Me with Josh Olson and Joe Dante talking about movies. And they have film directors and film people on there talking about what were their inspirations. And they have a guy named Yu Bol, U-W-E-B-O-L-L, Bol on there. And I'm like, that's a fucking guy. And I was, and so I was just like, what the fuck? And then my head exploded. So yeah, this guy, it was funny too, because they had him be on. They were like, and they asked you, what are your 10, 10 movies that influenced you that you liked that made you? And he was like, well, and he started telling him before the show when they were just wrote him a thing, he was like, well, my 10 favorites that I've done. And they were like, no, like so narcissistic where he would have been. I love far cry and I love blood rain too. They were like, no other movies that you've seen. He's like, Oh, okay. So at the beginning of the show, they had to explain that. It was pretty funny. 
Nice. But anyway, that was a really weird, like the one I'm listening to. I go to the very next one. I'm thinking about you, Bowl. Boom, there he is. Like That's crazy. Way Bowl, however you say his name. So I also wanted to give a shout out to this account on Twitter mm-hmm. called BNS About Movies, which is Sampanico, uh, like Santico Pandemonium. Mm-hmm. Um, Sampanico, at Sampanico. And he's been writing blogs on his website, bnsaboutmovies.com, about all the movies that have been discussed on the Video Archives podcast. So I found him and I told him, so I, I found his thing and I'm like, oh, that's a clever little thing. So mm-hmm. I said, hey, I'm going to give you a shout out on our next show. He was like, cool, thanks. So there you go. There's your shout out. So yeah, check him out. He writes, so he's going through, he's not going through them exactly when they're going through them. Yeah. He's like behind a little bit, like he just did. Um, anyway, you look up the website and you'll find it. So bnsaboutmovies.com. So, and one more bit of housekeeping. Mm-hmm. The Indigo Go Indiegogo page we talked about last week for our friend's feature film is up and running. And I have a link in the show notes. And the movie is called Beyond the Mezzanine. And uh, everybody go and uh, give some ducats, ducats, some cheddar, cougar ants, some cougar ants. Yeah. <laughs> what we learned in Lethal Weapon Two. Mm-hmm. Um, so subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. After subscribing, leave us a review if you can. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all that great stuff. See now, all I have in my head is big smile, big smile, right? Big smiles, yes. <laughs> uh adolf i don't know fuck it adolf yeah um anyway so now let's get on with the show i'm not gonna play the trailer because there's only the one trailer and i played it last week okay but seven years ago quentin tarantino's new beverly cinema was showing films dedicated to the movies of the stars from man from uncle robert vaughn and david mccallum they played a double feature of vaughn's the venetian affair and mccallum's soul madrid which is what we're here for. Sol Madrid, a.k.a. The Heroin Gang, 1968. The plot, this is what Chip read last week. Government agent Sol Madrid travels to Mexico with hooker Stacy to bring mobster Villanova and drug kingpin Dietrich to justice. Starring David McCallum as Sol Madrid. Sounds like a tuna fish. Mm. Or something on sardines. That's what a sardine can. Uh, Stella Stevens as Stacy Woodward, Telly Savalas as Emil Dietrich, Ricardo Montalban as Jelasco, Rip Torn as Dano Villanova. So he replaced John Cassavetes prior to filming. So like there, I think there were three weeks before filming, and they were like, you know, either John Cassavetes had something to do, or it was like, I'm, I'll go somewhere else, do something else. What was great yeah. about John Cassavetes? He would do these big films, like say Dirty Dozen, Mm -hmm. like a major film, and then take that money and go make his own little indie films that he would do. Nice, like him and uh, him and uh, what's her name? Married to him, she was in Gloria. Um, Anyway, it's her. Everybody's yelling at me right now. (laughs) Drive myself nuts. You're supposed to be yelling at you. That's the way it works. Has to be at least once a show. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We're not doing it right if we're not having the inner. That's what the interactive part is. Oh, yeah. is it? 
so they can feel like they're involved is when they're screaming at the at the radio or, or well or not, and they're at their iPhones. And, damn it, Phil. I know, right? Um oh, motherfucker. So I looked up this movie, right? And there was a remake. And that's what I just brought up. Oh no, maybe that was the one. Uh it's not working, Chip. Son of a bitch. Everybody's angry. Antonio Banderas is in that movie. Oh, that's why. No. Ah. Sorry, everybody. One more second. Okay, so while while you're trying to figure this out. Yes. I thought it was funny because Soul is another name for the sun. So I thought, okay, so his name is Sunny Madrid. That's a cool name. I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the blonde hair. I was like, ah, it kind of works. Exactly. Thank you for wasting my time, Chip. Gina yeah. Rollins. What's her name? Gina oh. Rollins. So, uh, yeah, that's her there. In case you're wondering, nobody else can see that, but uh, there she is. Oh, yes. Okay. I see. But she was married to him, and then he used her and um, Columbo to be in all of his stuff. Nice. But um, the movie I was looking up, yeah, I looked up A Woman on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Mm-hmm. That is a Antonio Banderas movie directed by that Y2 Tambien guy, the oh. Spanish guy, Spanish director. Gotcha. The woman I meant, the movie I meant to look up, A Woman Under the Influence. Mm. Crazy movie that you should check out sometime. Um, but it seemed to me like she had a nervous breakdown. But anyway, sorry, everybody. Take you on that tangent. And Pat Hingle as Harry Mitchell. Nice. The lovely Pat Hingle that, of course, I last year, last episode was like, really? He was in Batman? He was, and Chip was like, yeah, he's fucking commissioner. <laughs> yep. written, written by David Karp from the novel Fruit of the Poppy by Robert Wilder. Directed by Brian G. Hutton. And Chip may be going, Brian G. Hutton, he, he kind of directed good. I wonder what else he directed. Are you? No, he's not. But here's what he directed. Where Eagles Dare, 1968. Kelly's Heroes, 1970. There you go. There you go. And High Road to China, 1983. Yeah. There you go. So now let's get to some listener opinions. Okay. Man, I don't even have an opinion. Well, you got to have an opinion. Rain Shook, 83, on Instagram wrote, quote, a slightly dated but fun vintage thriller. Behind the Slate Pod on Instagram wrote, quote, oh, haven't seen it yet. Great pick, unquote. So I didn't know if I was going to add that. He didn't say anything about the movie, but he hasn't seen it. Maybe he'll see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, trash Compod. See what they did? Trash Compactor. We're stuck in a <laughs> trash compactor. Trash Compod on Instagram wrote, that is a cast. Holy hell. Going to need to check this one out for sure. And Pete Roberts at Grindhouse Database on Instagram wrote, Saul Madrid, eh, it was okay. Good cast, but the movie played clunky for me. By the end, I was like, what was that all about? <laughs> Interested to hear what you guys thought, end quote. I was kind of like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, little clunky. Um, but let's discuss this thing, Chip. I'm curious. I think I know you and I known you. My dad goes, how long have you known Chip? I go, since he's fucking born since 1974, dad. Why do you? Ask fucking idiot <laughs> all his life, dad. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> wow, yeah. So, um, 
so this thing, first of all, when it comes to the rating, I rated it a little higher because of the acting in it. Not necessarily David McCollum, mm. but Ricardo Montalban and, and McCollum together at the end there. And fucking Rip Torn, who I never knew could be this fucking bad that all all most people probably know Rip Torn is, well, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Like, you can dodge yeah. a dodgeball. Like, or from Men in Black, where he's yeah. like the head of Men in Black. And so he's always kind of funny. This is like, he's sadistic and fucking yeah. one of the coolest bad guys. That's what's cool about diving back into these old actors who are, who we know him now different yeah. and we don't know him like these guys. So it's way cool. But, um, but and so this, I yeah. noticed while watching this, I realized that two of the people that are in this movie mm-hmm. were in the original Star Trek. Oh, interesting. Um, wait a minute. The original Star Trek. Yeah. Um, which the we already know. Or the show, the show. We already know Ricardo Maltabon. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Space yeah. Seed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the head of the, uh, the police where he was at the oh. uh his boss well the the oh, or the the mexican yes the, the mexican police yeah um yeah, he they, played he played kang in the original series yeah that was i think michael and sarah that they were saying that i read and he's yeah, pretty he showed up he also showed up again i guess later on in one of the other series of star trek like way later kang and khan is that what you're saying mm-hmm. yeah yep. um no that's cool um so this movie starts with they're at this flop house like getting high yeah that was funny on heroin and everything and then and that the credit sequence is cool because it shows like that poppy being cut open mm-hmm. and the stuff like that's what heroin and coke is made of or whatever and then uh then all of a sudden he's brought in i'm like i thought this guy was a cop like what's going on then he's given his mission Mm -hmm. but when you're reading certain things it's like okay is he an informant or is he a cop and it seems more like he's a cop because that's all he's focused on even at the end (laughs) she's like well you got what you want yeah i guess i did bye like what the fuck like holy what a dick well and it was kind of cool because you already knew especially well Pretty early on, he pretty much admits that he's a cop or whatever. But in the very beginning, when that whole thing went down, they're all basically like all high, whatever, doing their thing. And all of a sudden, police start busting in through windows and doors and stuff. But you have to make it look legit. Yeah. You can't have the person who's basically a part of this or or yeah, like yeah, the yeah. So basically, they're 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 taking McCallum and and just dragging him away, and his his shirt's all torn to hell and everything like that to make it look legit yeah, yeah they like, always, oh, okay that's cool yeah they always arrest the guy and then they're like hey you were you know you're cool um but so then he gives this mission they explain like here's this guy you know here's who villanova is and his guy that runs his money stuff is pat hingle yeah. and that's the guy that we're kind of looking for and this is why the movie i agree it's clunky mm. and i'll tell you right now i know david mccullum and your show NCIS is good. Yeah. I don't much care for this guy. I think I've seen Man from Uncle a couple episodes, yeah. mm-hmm. and and even though I hate Robert Vaughn, just because he was a bad guy in you know um, 
bullet or something that I don't like him, but I don't like David McCollum. I remember watching him and I'm like, I don't like this guy. Like, and in this movie, I just don't like, give me something like you and I off mic. We're talking about Vin Diesel. It's like that. He's just like straight face, like not really laughing at anything like, you know, yeah, you know, but except for certain parts, then he does kind of do an acting thing. But um, so then he goes on his mission, gets the girl. This girl has split money with Villanova. Mm -hmm. So she has 250,000. I guess he has 250,000. And this is why it's kind of clunky. There's so much given to you right away. Yeah. I don't know how you felt. A little bit of me was like, I wrote one thing on my phone. Maybe I shouldn't have because I feel I'm lost, but I don't want to rewind 10 minutes. Yeah. I'll just catch up. Well, the reason why I was a little like, kind of like, okay, so these two people take off, disappear, yeah. leaving this, this gangster behind, took his money. <clears throat> but Pat Hingle's character what's his name mitchell yeah harry mitchell yeah when he what part did the girl play that he gave her this money how did she help him yeah get away i'm i'm like why why do you even give her any money like what did 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 she like screw his brains out for like two days straight to where you can fucking get away like what happened right yeah to where all of a sudden you meet up and here's half my money yeah he's I was like, like that makes no damn sense yeah he's like you guys split the money maybe she was kind of in cahoots yeah as uh my favorite uh daisy domergu says um <laughs> that maybe they were in cahoots and she kind of arranged for the boss to do something and they got the money but yeah. it is funny that then later when he's like so basically at the lunch they're like he's like basically you split the money with her and now she's back giving this guy the money mm -hmm. and you know, yeah, but it's funny. Cause you're also wondering like, okay, what's going on? Like I get like, okay, he has to find the guy, but at first you're like, is he looking for during the briefing? They're like, here's this guy, but wait, this other guy on his, on his right. That is, you know, that's Harry Mitchell. Yeah. And now you're like, Oh, is he going for Harry Mitchell? Cause now Harry Mitchell's there but they're making a deal and Villanova's not even there yet. Yeah. And, well, and that was what was really stupid about it is that they're basically saying they want Mitchell because he knows everything, every facet of Villanova's yeah. you know, structure. So they yeah. want him as an informant. So I'm like, well, then just get him. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Like, yeah. why did it have to go through all of this? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, and maybe the book was better like they usually are. But yeah. it's also where you and I, I think, especially for me, maybe for Peter, who knows, you're looking, you're thinking, oh, this is going to be like a Wonder Woman. This is going to be this kind of movie, like maybe a grindhouse, but more of a serious grindhouse because not a grindhouse movie. It's MGM, yeah. but it's going to be something like that. But then you're like, oh, there's a lot of stuff thrown at me. And you're mm -hmm. like, okay. And there were some thrilling moments, like when he's like, I have the deal. You give me 500,000 mm -hmm. and I will um, earn it. Was it give me a million? No, it's give me 500 because he's like, what's 300,000? Like I have two. You give me three. We're good. Yeah. And um, he says, you give me the money. I'll bring you back money. We'll ship the heroin. I'll bring you back a lot of money. I'll bring you back what? Three million or something. Mm -hmm. And and he's like, well, OK. 
And first of all, again, I've seen, unlike you, I've seen Telly Savalas in some other things. I've seen him mm-hmm. in James Bond. I've seen him in uh, the Sonny and Jed. I've seen him in some of these things. Yeah. And so I know him as not Kojak. But yeah. if you only know him as Kojak, you're watching mm-hmm. him here and you're going, this guy's fucking slick as fuck. Smokes mm-hmm. every movie. He smokes his cigarettes either like that or close to like with his under his hands underneath the cigarette. And he's like smoking in a certain way. Very right. cool. You're like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's again, it's a choice where he's like, I'm going to smoke different people. Be like that way that guy smoked. That was cool. Um, And so so they meet. And Pat Hingle doesn't say much, but you know that he's the money guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing that gets me, though, as a person, I mean, I get it. And it was cool because we were surprised, too. And he's like, how are you going to do it? He goes, I can't tell you. Yeah. Like, but how are you going to do it? Like, tell me. He's like, no. Now, I'm thinking if this guy's a cop, he's just going to take my bring me money back. Like, how do I know he really did that? But when he goes in this truck with this guy. Mm-hmm. They and go the to this his every move. Yeah. The, and he goes to this place and they open up the pipes, which you haven't seen pipes like this since like um, James Bond living daylights when they put the defector in the pipe and you see him like, and he's like, I got a pig. I'm going to put a pig in the pipe. And you're like, and it's like jargon for them. You don't need to know what it is. You understand it is a literal pig. I think mm-hmm. that you put in there. And maybe it's just known as a pig and it's just some big thing that blocks up the pipe. Puts that in there. He says, I'm going to go across the border to the other one. They drive over there. That guy is like, hang on a minute. If this backs up, we're in trouble. Like we're going to have to. And it's a tense moment where you're like, oh shit. Oh shit. And the the guy's not answering the phone. He's like trying to call and they're they're still over by the pipe. And he's just like, if this doesn't work out, it's going to explode. And the lights are turning red. There's three lights. And he's like, oh, fuck. Like if they find out and then all of a sudden the guy answers and he's like, hey, it's me. Like, and that's cool where he's just like, hey, it's me, Warren. Like, I need to tell you that blah, blah, blah. Okay. And runs it and it comes out and they go and get it, throw it in the back of the truck, take it, take it over to the thing, make the deal. Yeah. And and then it's like, you know, count the money. No, you fucking you're going to go through every single. Yeah, I'm going to go through every single one, which is exactly how you should do it. You should check everything just like he checks every single pile of money. Let me make sure this isn't paper. Yeah. And so that part was way cool. And then he leaves and they got the deal and he goes to Telly Savalas. Telly Savalas is happy. And now he wants more. He's going to run more. He's like, I have a plan to get out. And during this, he's met with his contact, Ricardo Montalban, Jalesco. And Jalesco is like, I have a plan. I'm going to make 25 million. And I'm going to just sit on the beach earning 20%. That's Hans Gruber of him. And um, so it's like, cool. And always Ricardo Montalban, I think no matter what he plays, it's his accent. It's his cool way. He's just fucking suave as fuck. He's just lackadaisical. Like, yeah, awesome. Um, So then he's working with Soul Madrid. Soul Madrid's being really mean to her. Like, like right away. That's why else I think I'm like, I don't like this guy. Like, shouldn't he try to be friends with her? 
And then they kind of lay together once and then he's hooked. He's yeah. like, I like them boobies. And, <laughs> and then he's like, wait on the ship on the boat. And then the boat gets sunk. And he's like, did they find a body? And they're like, no. And he's really upset. And you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, and they then, find a female body because they found the captain. Yeah. But they yeah. didn't find her. Yeah. And then he knows that he goes to. Um, then they get word that uh, Valesco is coming, right? Valesco. But what was his name? Not Valesco. What was his name, Chip? Villanova. Yeah. So you get where the Villanova is coming and but Villanova is already there and like grabbed her, mm -hmm. addicted her to heroin and then told her like, now that I've got you onto the heroin, now you're going to be selling your body for more shit. Yeah. And they give her a little bit and then they're like, okay, now you're done. Like they did their job and they leave and it's a little bit like there was a movie called um, touch of evil where they take um, they take Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Um, can't think of her name anyway. Janet Lee. Janet Lee. Thank you. They take her and they get her addicted mm -hmm. and then she's like strung out. Um, so it was really interesting where this is when you see rip torn is like vicious. Like you're yeah. like, Oh shit. And I'm like, I like this guy, like right away. Like, I'm like, give me more Rip Torn movies. Like, I got to go look them up. Yeah. And and then uh, the way that Telly Savalas is with Pat Hingle, mm -hmm. with the character of Harry Mitchell, he's like, he's like, no, like, I'm not going to trust you. Why would I trust you? And, you know, it's all this stuff. And well, it was cool because he was like telling him like, okay well you need to leave now and he's like you can't put me out there like you're supposed to be a man of honor and he goes you go stop whining like a little child yeah. because i'll give you a gun yeah. you go out and you, you use your wits and you figure yeah, it out like, you're, he's like you're smarter than most like you yeah. can do it and you're like oh shit but also that thing of the telly savalas is like if we have if we meet you know if we have lunch together they say that a man was it him or David McKellum that says, Yeah, my dad was, or somebody said, said McCullum, yeah, yeah. He said, Somebody said, if you have lunch with somebody, that you know, that's a man you of work, bread, yeah. And then also, was it this movie or some other movie where he said, You say it out loud mm -hmm. that it's a deal? And he's, Was that this movie? He says, Say it out loud, like I need to hear it. And he says, Okay, it's a deal. I think so because he was like saying because he kept he kept going, he kept nodding he was maybe. like nodding yeah and he was yeah. just kind of like eh, like there's no there's yeah, no maybe there's no you know like was, yes it, like say it yeah it was this one yeah because then he's like he's like okay go see I made the decision right away like let's go like we're in business but also when when he tells him I forget if it's later or whatever when he's like bring the drugs here mm -hmm. it always happens this way if ever you have to go against your morals or against your plan, things are going to get fucked up. Do not ever go against us. And he's like, I never bring shit in here. Like I don't bring my stuff in here. Yeah. And he's like, well, if you want the deal to be done, you'll bring it here. If I don't see it here, then I'm leaving. And he's like, he's wanting that money. And he's like, okay, okay, I'll come. And so now he's kicked, kicked Pat Hingle out. Mm -hmm. Pat Hingle's, I'm like, he's, 
is Ricardo Montalban going to kill him? He's waiting for him right there. And I'm like, this guy should be nervous as hell. Like, I'd be like, I'm fucking, I'm not leaving. I'll just stand by the front door. Yeah. And um, so then he leaves and he tells him, I found, followed him to this hotel called Sol Madrid. Says, I followed him here. Sol Madrid's like, oh, okay. And um, they go to the place and they go in, they bust in there. I'm like, how do they know what room he's staying in? Because they just went by the front desk guy. They bust in and there he is with his wrist cut bleeding. Right. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, he killed himself because he couldn't stand the stress. What were you going to say? Well, and that was the thing was that, like, I think when he was watching, he watched him go in, but he saw which like room he went into or whatever, turned on the light and everything. Mm -hmm. So he knew what level that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But so then. So then he's like, oh, man, he's dead. And then all of a sudden it goes to them making all these busts of Telly Savalas places, mm-hmm. ran drug places, which was cool. They like cut open the they're cutting open all the mule packs. They're carrying rice. And I'm like, these poor people, like they lost all the rice. Now they got to pack the rice back up. And then he reaches in and pulls out a thing of heroin. And you're like, OK, that guy's bad. Fuck his rice. <laughs> yeah. Take him to jail. Well, was that at the same time where they were mixing like because they were given what's her name heroin and then all this stuff was being destroyed or whatever like at the same time like they were raiding all this yeah, stuff yeah 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 kind of like it was like this like one moment it's all like yeah her. like her having yeah her having visions of the guy coming in and giving her drugs and yeah. and rip torn saying stuff to her and then it would cut to them going on this drug bust yeah and you were also like what made that happen all of a sudden like they like are they just trying to destroy from the inside like drug busts do yeah. or what? But then of course, when he's like, tell us about like, they're raiding my stuff. I think, uh, who did he say? I think so-and-so was like, he thought it was Villanova, right? Yeah. He said it was Villanova's man yeah. or whatever. And when it's really the guy that's standing right in front of you. And so then he's like, I'll bring the drugs and, or you bring the money I bring the money, you bring the drug, whatever it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Telly Savalas brings the drugs. He goes in there. Did I miss anything? Because this is close to the end. But he goes in there. This was really cool. Not since Die Hard has there been a gunshot through a desk that's cooler. Yeah. Like, and this one might have been better because there was stuff on the desk. And so you saw like the money. <laughs> he had the money laying there. And, and right away he walks in. He's like, there's, he goes, the drugs are right behind you. He's like, oh, and he sees them. And then he gives him the money and he opens it up. And then who came in? Oh, I think the bad guys came. They were going to shoot at him. Right. And that's when he dropped down to the floor, shot well, through the desk. Was, yeah. Cause it was the, it was the whole thing of like, he's trying to buy time. Cause he said, if I'm not out by a certain Oh yeah. Time, I'm not out in 10 in. minutes. Yeah. You come in. Yeah. And I'm so thinking, what if he gets killed time. in the first minute? <laughs> you got to wait nine minutes. So it was kind of like this whole thing of him like, well, I'm going to check every one of them. You check them, you know, and they kind of yeah. went into this little feud thing or whatever. And then right when the cops start coming in and the first shot goes off, that's yeah. when that one of his henchmen ru- runs in to tell him, hey, they're here, whatever, turns around. And and because he's got the gun already pointed to tell he's of all, so he shoots him and then just all hell breaks loose because he could have just had him right, right in his sights. Yeah. Ready to arrest him. 
Yeah. But then they started shooting in through like bullets are coming through yeah. the wall and stuff. So he had to move. And yeah. the moment that he did, that's what it gave Tommy Savalas a chance to yeah. you know, counterattack. And that's you know, that's what but he but shot. he falls falls on his back, shoots up through the desk, yeah. kills Telly Savalas. But then one of the coolest things of just again, it's those little moments that I love him getting up and emptying the bullets out of his gun and reloading. Mm-hmm. That's just cool. Like you don't see anybody do that after a shootout. They just like put their gun away and it's over. He's like reloading and getting ready for next time. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Like so cool. Well, and it was kind of a and, cool moment because you're expecting like shit went down. Mm-hmm. Not maybe not how they expected. And he's sitting there putting the bullets in his gun. And when yeah. I come in, he just kind of looks at him and he's look at the, and they look at the body and look at him and he looks at the body like, yeah, like, well, shit happens kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, this was our main deal, but oh, well, he's dead. Like, yeah. oh, well. And the, uh, and then is that when he goes down, sees Ricardo Montalban, tells him, yeah. come with me. I got to show you something. He's like, oh, what? And he takes him down to the beach and he's like, I know it was you, Fredo. Another movie. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Godfather and uh, Godfather too. And um, he's like, and he goes, I know that when I went to see Harry, you had already killed him mm-hmm. and you were playing two sides against each other, like this whole thing. And he's like, he's like, no, you have no proof. And it's like, oh my God, like that was so good. Like him saying, you have no proof. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the cool part's coming up, but him saying, yeah, I'm no proof and him going, well, here's what I suspect that happened. And then when he's like, so where's the girl? And he goes, maybe I'll let you go. If you tell me where the girl is. And he goes, there's rumor, only rumor. Now there's <laughs> yeah. rumor that she's down here, down at the end, just a rumor from what I've heard. I don't know, but there might be, and he's telling everything, but he's not telling everything. He's admitting his guilt, but he's not admitting his guilt. And he's like, but you have no proof. And then he's like, there, I told you everything. And you're like, oh, he's going to let him go. No. Boom. Shoots him right in the fucking chest. He <laughs> falls over, dies in the water. And you're just like, man, the, that conversation, this is why my thing amped up. For one, for ramp, Rep Torn. For mm-hmm. two, for that conversation between those two. I really liked the way that was played, like the way it was written, the way it was played of like, well, rumor says, you know, mm-hmm. or, uh, and um, so then he goes to get the girl and he goes down and this is like a James Bond, like any hero moment of him going to get the girl. And, but the guy yells down like, Hey, I got some more stuff for you. Come back up here. And yeah. rip to uh, Villanova does. And the guy's like, okay, boss. And then he goes around to load up stuff into the Rolls Royce or whatever, gets beat up by Sol Madrid and knocked out, tied up. And I'm like, gag him, because then he's going to yell and you're <laughs> going to alert the cops. You're going to alert the guy. And then the guy and then you see Sol Madrid walking behind him and you're like, oh, and Sol Madrid's like, hey, man, you here? Yes. He's like, OK, I got stuff on the bed for you. He's like and then he gets what choked. No, and he hits him with the gun. No, hits him. Stupid. That's right. He hits him in the back. That of the was the thing yeah. that I was kind of off about because he he hits the other guy with the gun. Yeah. In the beginning, and pretty much just knocks him out and just throws him, you know, like deals with him right there. Yeah. But then when he hits Rip Torn, Rip Torn just falls down and gets back up. And I was like, what the? F- <laughs> now, <laughs> like, Chip, damn it. You're a big video game player. 
yeah. you hit the lesser guys, they fall down right away. The big oh, boss, right, right, right. you got to hit him like knock yeah, his, he's knock his bar down. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, build he's up got your health. Two health bars. Not exactly. Just one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, takes a couple of hits. And uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, he falls down. They start fighting. No, he says, take me to the girl. Yeah. Takes him down to the girl. And is it before he gets to the girl where he just jumps through that? Well, fucking, he, he basically that is like room. right there. Yeah. And he, and at the stairs, like, right? On the stairs. Well, he's kind of like pointing at him and he's looking at the girl and he's so like, like checking on her that he's so yeah. focused that all of a sudden just ripped torn, just goes by and just jumps out. The- <laughs> yeah. I was like, and what the hell? And he fell right, on, right ends through. On the roof onto the ground, through the little, yeah. whatever it is, grass. Yeah roof of like from the first floor yeah it was kind of like an umbrella canopy yeah. kind of type yeah. of a thing that he just went right through it i was like damn and then and then yeah so i don't know who did that but they seem like they just clunk they were like a heap of like like you threw your laundry out the window and yeah. it just went plunk and then he gets up and starts running soul madrid starts running they're both wearing black suits with white shirts you're like wait who's who but they fight. So I have never seen this before in a chase. They're running. Riptorn jumps into the water and swims across. I'm like, I've never seen. I've seen people go around the water. They never swim across the water and be like, and then the good guy has to go. Well, I guess I got to swim. But yeah. then the way it was edited looked like he walked out of the water, whatever it was. If that was what yeah, it didn't even show like that bit of water yeah, that he didn't show him. It didn't yeah. even show Soul Madrid even deal with the water. It just showed like the moment that Riptorn runs around and starts running the other way, then all of a sudden a few seconds later, there's Soul yeah. Madrid behind him. And I was <laughs> yeah. just like, that was weird. Yeah. But then they have this fight, which is pretty good fight. Mm-hmm. Um that's the only thing I didn't of... like about that fight was that there was a moment where he does like this, like he's down on the ground, he kicks up at him. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like he kicked him. It was more like he put his leg out and then Riptorn oh, right. put his body against, against the kick. Like right. it was like not timed right at all. I was like, ugh. Well, that's what you get when you get the real actors fighting. It's not John Wick yet. They don't yeah, like sure. here, we want to train you guys for real. <laughs> um, but but it was a cool little fight. That's what's cool in these things. Like we had with uh again. I know it didn't, and this movie didn't look as well. It didn't look very good. But Master's Touch, mm-hmm. they walk into a thing full of like a wine bottles, and Chip yeah. and I are like, "Oh, there's gonna be a fight here. <laughs> it's <laughs> full of glass. There's good something's going on." And mm-hmm. sure as shit, a fight that leads to the street, that leads to cars, that leads to fucking craziness. Mm-hmm. But that's what was fun. So these fights, they're fun, and they're kind of old school fights where now we've seen, you know all kinds of crazy shit but but i like that fight and then for him to like drown him in the fucking water and he's like taking his breath and he holds him down under the water again and keeps doing it and then finally he's dead yeah and he goes and saves her and stella stevens now is brought to a hospital thing and he she wakes up and she said what happened and he's like you're gonna be going back home do you feel better she's like yeah she's already awake that's what it was she's like i feel fine she's like what about you and he's like oh i'm good and uh he's like i'm sending you back and with some money i think for her to do whatever she wants and because he told her in the beginning i'll give you you'll get your money however he said it 
Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's she says, but at least you got what you wanted, right? And he goes, yeah, I guess I did. And he walks away. No, and it. you're like, he is a dick. Like, what a fucking dick. <laughs> and, you know, only caring about his, only caring about the business. Like, But see, that's what's funny about it. Like, you've, you've watched everything go down. Mm-hmm. He basically was pissed off at Ricardo Maltabon for pretty much putting her in this danger. Yeah. So shoots him, right? Yeah. Then goes and fights the big boss who basically had her injected with all this heroin. Yeah. Fights him, drowns him, doesn't yeah. put handcuffs on him, yeah. drowns him, but yeah. then turns around and Stella Stevens goes, but you got what you wanted, like being a bitch to him. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I guess I did. And he walks off and I'm like, like you don't know what he did for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah. Well, true. Yeah, you could. I guess that's a that's a bright way to look at it. I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it like this guy is a dick. He's yeah. a bad cop. He's killing everybody. He hasn't arrested anyone. Um, but yes, he did. Yeah, he should have been like, well, you would have been just strung out on smack because you know that's what they wanted. Um, but did you? And then that was the end of the movie. And then the credits roll and granted we watch on YouTube. We both did. We're not sure how it might've looked normally. There might've been a better quality out there. If so, that would have been cool. You know, also made of grainy. Sometimes it would get blurry. Sometimes it would be whatever. Um, So in this movie, so there was no Rotten Tomatoes uh, review. None of that. Mm -hmm. Um, in this movie, did you see anything you think Tarantino might have liked or used in a film? I was thinking of maybe from, even though it was in the book too, but from Jackie Brown, when Ordell goes to pick up Beaumont mm-hmm. and he's kind of telling him like they're friends and like he's going to let him go, no, I just need your help. I fucking paid $10,000 to get your ass out. What the fuck? Yeah. Or a thousand, whatever it was. And he's like, all right, all right. And he's like, all you got to do is come out, rack the shotgun. Okay, okay. And you're thinking everything's cool. And then he shoots him like that, you know, and that's maybe a far reach. But that's the conversation with Ricardo Montalban and David McCallum is mm-hmm. remind me a little bit of that. But like I said, I'm stretching it a little. I could just see Quentin liking that part maybe that I liked. Um, um, liking the uh, the telly savalas character of course he's way badass um what about you anything Uh, not really there's nothing like that i could find like i was trying to but there's just nothing thematically i was trying to find anything that kind of would fit into any one of the movies that maybe he did that was like oh this is you know yeah but it's just there's nothing really about it that yeah stood out to me other than other than maybe um michael keaton's character of like that cop with a mission like he's not going to take any he's not going to fall for pam greer's beauty and her seductiveness of trying to be like you ever been tempted he's like what to take all this money then i get to give you some too and like no like i'm here to bust you like you're a piece of shit Mm -hmm. it's like oh shit it's like on reservoir dogs when he's like this guy ratted on his friends. He's a piece of shit. When he's like, we, he did us right. We should do something for him. No, he's a piece of shit. Ratted on his friends. Like, no. Um, our star rating system here is one to five. So that's kind of the letterbox thing. Five being the best. Um, 
it's Chip's turn to go first, and then I'll tell you why I rated it what I rated it. I think the only reason why I I would give it a three right now just because mm-hmm. because of the quality of the actors that they had. Right. But overall, the like you said, the the plot itself just did not flow. Yeah. Like when you give when you give the the stage to the actors, they yeah. pulled it off. Yeah. Like yeah. there was no question about that. Yeah. But it was just the way that everything kind of went through. Well, like, it, yeah. And you could see as an actor being like, what's my motivation here? What am yeah. I doing? Like, I don't know. It's just written this way. Um, I gave it, I'm going to probably drop it down, but I gave it 3.5 because mm-hmm. of the acting. But when I think about what else I've given 3.5 to, I should probably adjust it to three because that's better than average, which it is. And it's only better than average because of Ricardo Montalban, Telly Savalas, and uh, Rip Torn. And mainly Rip Torn. So I think I'm going to change that. I'm going to have to go to Letterboxd and change it to three because I have it at 3.5 right now in Letterboxd. Gotcha. Um, Would you buy this movie, rent it, or find it for free? I think I know the answer for us is free. Oh, yeah, free. Um. It's uh, it's very, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I was hoping for more, but I'm glad that we watched it. I'm always glad that we watch these because you get yeah. a little glimpse of something that Tarantino watched that he was like, oh, I, that Ricardo Montalban thing was cool, which he wanted to have Ricardo Montalban be Esteban in oh, Kill yeah, Bill, yeah. but Ricardo Montalban <laughs> didn't show up for the meet reading. And he's like, the main point of our whole thing is the read-through of the script yeah. when we all sit at the table. When Ricardo Montalban didn't show up, I was like, fuck it then. And he said he had Michael Parks read it. Michael Parks yeah. read it and did really well and had this character. And he's like, fucking, you're Esteban. Like, I fucking love you. And we all love him as Esteban. Yeah. So, like, lackadaisical and, like, he cut your face. Oh, so good. See, and the thing that sucks about, as far as this movie goes, though, I mean, I, I loved being able to see McCollum play something else because mm-hmm. I mainly, I never really watched The Man from Uncle. Right. You know? I don't, yeah. Or if I did, I don't even remember it from being younger and everything. But um, watching him play Dr. Mallard on NCIS is a very different thing. Yeah. Like, like it was cool to see him in, in, younger and being yeah. kind of the lead and all that type of stuff, which is very different, very weird. Yeah. But when you fast forward and you watch NCIS with him, like for the most part, most of the time he's just talking technical jargon about the body that he's just opened up and talking about, you know, how they were killed and murdered and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. But one of the best scenes ever for me in NCIS mm-hmm. is where basically one of the bad guys kind of has them all in a corner kind of a situation and Ducky's right there. Well, his nickname's Ducky. And uh, he says something to the bad guy and the bad guy, what, you you think you're my grandfather or whatever? He goes, I might be. What's your grandmother's name? <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. That's funny. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, the, that's what's good about these. Like Rip Torn, fucking killing it. Like mm-hmm. I said, I got to find more Rip Torn movies like, you know, Ricardo Montalban always killing it. Telly Savalas always bringing something different. Um, you want to hear Phil's film favorite of the week? I actually have three, but I'll read you the Damn. first one. It's weird that these three. Calm it down, sir. 
Like you have one, you have yeah. one a week yeah. and you should be upgrading it to two. And now you, but you went, you went right. full hog to three. From one to three. Well, it just happens. They all start with S's. And um, <laughs> so this first one, still a Michael J. Fox movie mm, yes. in 2023, a short kid from a Canadian army base becomes the international pop culture darling of the 1980s, only to find the course of his life altered by a stunning diagnosis. What happens when an incurable optimist confronts an incurable disease? And it's very good. It explains how he used to be a little bit of a dick and was like, because he became famous, was like, and you could see him on, they're playing some old family ties where he's like, how long is this going to take? Are we doing this like all the way through? Or we did. And you're like, and even Tracy Paul and his wife, he said he was kind of a dick to her, like on the first day or something. And then yeah. she was like, you're rude and you're an asshole. And he was like, I was like, oh, wow. Like she speaks the truth. And he goes, and that's how she's always been like, fuck it. And so this movie is really good. I gave it five, I think maybe four, but it's a good documentary. It's only an hour and a half hour and 38 minutes. Oh. Um, it's really good, really uh, quick kind of goes through, you know, like his progression, but also how he realized that he had Parkinson's and how he tried to stop it. And he just then became like drinking and became a drunk mm -hmm. and, you know, was just hoping that it would stay hidden and then finally, and you watch, they show an old clip of um, Spin City yeah. and he's got his arms crossed and his one hand is moving really crazy. And he's like, I would really try to just not focus, like try to do this. Anyways, really good. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's on Apple TV. And then uh, what else I saw the other, I, I walk in, I was gone for a little bit. The wife put something on. I said, oh, what's this? I'm trying to figure out what it is. Some people getting on an elevator. I said, oh, it's somebody on an elevator. It's something. It looks slick. Looks good. What is it? And then I go, is this speed? And she goes, yeah. I said, okay, cool. <laughs> nice. And then I was in for the whole rest of the thing. I was going to, like, she fell asleep. I'm like, should I stop it? No. I'm going to watch this for a while. I'm going to watch it. Mm -hmm. Fucking great. Quentin says, like, after the bus explodes, like, then it's no, then your tension is gone and it doesn't matter but yeah i love it like dennis quaid dennis quaid dennis hopper's really good in it like everybody and um it's just so good so that one i gave five that's a uh, speed and yeah and then um and then i saw a movie called steel these mm -hmm. guys building a, a building it was on uh, uh video archives podcast it talked about a movie called steel with george kennedy and Lee Majors, and they have to build these nine floors on the last nine floors. They have to build it so much. Got TC for Magnum PI in it. Sure. And and I was hooked. I'm in. Like, you got to gather the best of the best. So he's got to go to some other town to be like, hey, you're the best at demolition. I need mm -hmm. you to do this work over here. And you're the best at this. I need you to work here. And they all come together and they're all like, oh, your name is you know, your name is Casanova and your name is slick and your name is, this. you know, they all got these cool names mm -hmm. and it was just badass. And Lee majors, like right after he was still during doing, I think $6 million man had just mm -hmm. ended, but then they said that this was supposed to come out sooner, but it didn't. 
And because it waited, then Lee Majors kind of stardom went down because of this. And it was him and Farrah Fawcett Majors had a film company that they were going to make movies with. But anyway, oh. it's really good, everybody. Check that out. That's on YouTube. It's amazing. My wife, of course, woke up like she does. Is this another one of your five-star movies? I said, no, honey, I'm not done with it yet, but it, I think <laughs> it's going to be four. And sure as shit, it's a four-star movie. I loved it. So come back next week, May 26th for... Dion Brothers, D-I-O-N Brothers from 1974. So interesting. Ooh, Stacy Keach. Oh, cool. It's the first thing I saw. I was like, Wait. I love Stacy Keach. All right. Let's see. Two rural West Virginia brothers leave home, rob an armored car, and become fugitives. Oh, that's right up our alley, Chip. Sweet. I'm trying to find it here. I think it is on um, trying to find it on Just Watch. Everybody, there's an app called Just Watch. There we are. Ooh, it's got Margot Kidder, too. 1974. Oh, sexy. Uh, so 1974, there's a year Margot Kidder would do. Um, what's that movie called? So it's on Voodoo for free with ads. Um, that Margot Kidder did uh, Black Christmas. But uh, you want to hear my synopsis? Sweet. Two rural West Virginia brothers leave home, rob an armored car, and become fugitives. It's almost the same thing <laughs> as yours, right? Nice. Yes. <laughs> so everybody check that out on Voodoo for free. Might be on YouTube. I don't know if I have a trailer. Yes. So it's also known as the Gravy Train, a.k.a. the Dion Brothers, 1974. If you're looking it up on YouTube, that's what you'll find it under is the gravy train aka the dion dion brothers sorry here's a radio spot that i'll play you right now throughout american history there have been many famous criminal partnerships frank and jesse james butch cassidy and the sundance kid warren Beatty and faye dunaway now a new pair takes its rightful place in this legendary lineup, the Dion Brothers. The Dion's romp and stomp. Woo! Watch the Dion boys as they tap dance their way through an armed robbery. I enjoy stealing more than anything I've ever did. Steal $600,000. You know, I'm going to get really good at this. Lose $600,000. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Don't you ever do that again. Lock three naked men in the trunk of a police car. What about and use a gasoline credit card in a massage parlor. You know that's the type of fan? So join the Dion brothers for a rollicking ride aboard the Gravy Train. The world is full of loony people. The Gravy Train, rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. All right. So what do you think, Chip? Are you excited? What else were you oh, looking yeah. at? There? Anything with Stacy Keach. Yes, I have always liked him, and it's funny that um, there's a murder show called uh, Sword and Scale, and mm -hmm. at the beginning of that, there's a voice. There's a voice saying, you know, parental guidance suggested or whatever. And Sword and Scale may contain, you know, violence. And I'm like, that's Stacy Keach. And my wife's like, what? I'm like, never mind. Mike Hammer. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I remember when he got busted for coke and all that when he's doing my camera. But anyway, everybody, this should be fun. Mm -hmm. Hopefully that radio spot worked um, and all that. So thank you for joining us. We hope you had fun and maybe learned something about a movie that may have had a part in making Tarantino. Goodbye. Bye.